I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Welcome to the MMA Fan Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you... Stu and Blake. Hello and welcome to the MMA Fan Podcast. I am Blake Harrison with a fancy new brick wall backdrop here. Love it. Uh, And joining me as ever is Stu Whiffin with his yet again backdrop for a different podcast that he does because he's keeping it super professional (laughs) over here on the (laughs) MMA Fan Podcast. Stu, how are you? I'm all right, mate. I'm all right. So, um... That that backdrop. Uh, it, I'm in the office today. Go on, give um, it a plug. It, What's it for? Go on. It's just for me hardcore listing uh. podcast, and uh, I don't really want to talk about it. But uh, it's me and my co-host Chris, where we get guests in. Sometimes we don't, and we ask them to pick a subject, and we count down a top five within it. Um, there you go. Uh, but uh, <laughs> but yeah, I'm I'm really gutted that you've debuted your new brick wall wallpaper, and I haven't got my brick wall wallpaper. Because normally I'm, I record from the shed. Yeah, I'm. I'm sort of glad. I think it would look a bit weird for anyone that's watching this on YouTube. If you, it would look like we're both sort of in the same room, but not. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it would look really strange. Um, but yeah, so I'm kind of glad. But that will come. Stay tuned. One day it'll be a double brick wall uh, coming. I out love here. the fact that as much as you've got that 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 wall behind you, it looks great. By the way. Um, and and I know you've been away. We'll talk about that, I'm sure, when it comes to how, how you watched uh, the event of the week. And you're looking yes. very fresh-faced, and, 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 and you look like you're rejuvenated and ready for this episode, which is good. One of the things that hasn't changed is you've still got that football shirt in the background, haven't you? Yeah. It's a piece of, you know, sporting history. It's a piece of sporting history where okay. uh, I, I scored the winning penalty at Soccer A for England. <laughs> I wanted to let you thumb that one in because you let me plug my podcast. So I thought I'd just get. Let's let him have another um, little shout about his penalty. Know, funnily enough, I was literally just having a poo uh, while I was waiting for you to 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 get on the the Zoom. And Soccer Aid put up something about who should take a penalty in the 90th minute, blah blah blah. And someone put up me, and then they put a never forget uh, thing with a, this amazing black and white picture of me uh, after I'd scored it. So quickly get on the socials and you can check out where I recently tweeted that amazing picture. So, but enough about my amazing sporting achievements that have, you know, <laughs> got everyone talking. Um, let's We're gonna let's talk. go. Yeah. Let's talk We're about. We're going to talk the, the big fights, but just quickly, I don't know too much about it, 
but I've seen something uh, online just through the nature of his posts um, that uh, Nathaniel Wood is injured. Yes. Yeah, Nathaniel Wood will be out of the the London, London pay-per-view against Lerone Murphy. I saw the video of it. He um, he did a takedown on someone, but it was kind of towards the edge of the mat, and I think he's hit some kind of wooden, wooden um, I don't know what you would call it, but whatever keeps the mats in place. Yeah. Uh, like a skirting, kind of wooden skirting type stuff around the mats, and he split his knee open, and it oh. looked quite nasty. It looked quite bad. Um, so, yeah, Nathaniel Wood continually with the bad luck. At the moment, it seems... Looking uh, so incredible as well. Has been looking great at 145. And him versus Lerone Murphy, as much as I personally would like to see a lot of the British fighters kept separate, because I want yeah. to just root for one of them, you know. And yeah. But uh, but this would have been a cracking fight, I think. Yeah. I think Nathaniel Wood, Lerone Murphy, that would have been a really, really good fight. And I think the winner of that had a really good claim to a ranked spot uh, yeah. in the featherweight rankings. But he, there you go. It's just crazy how many Brits we've got doing well at, at featherweight. I mean, Jack Shaw's going to make his featherweight debut on yes. that London pay-per-view as well. And then obviously Larone's doing well. Nathaniel Wood's been doing well. Arnold Allen should be a freaking interim champion as far as I'm concerned. Yep. Uh, yep. If he'd have got that shot. Um, but there you go. We'll get on to all of that. But uh, but yeah. But uh, So there. Tell me how you watched it. So, um, so I was just in Rotterdam for my wife's birthday and, uh, and a little bit Valentine's Day as well. Um, and so I woke up on like Sunday morning. Her birthday was a Saturday. Uh, woke up Sunday morning uh, and I was like, oh, do you, do you want to watch Volk? <laughs> but she's actually a big They're Volk They're the words fan. that every woman wants to I hear. I know, yeah. Hey, baby. <laughs> Wanna watch Volk. Um, but, uh, yeah, but she's actually a big Volk fan. She loved the Ortega Volkanovsky Ultimate Fighter series and all that stuff. Yeah. So she really likes Volkanovsky. So she was up for it. Um, and we, we watched that. But then after that, I had to find pockets of time to watch other fights. So some of it I was watching on like the Eurostar back home with Terrible Signal. Yair Rodriguez versus Josh Emmett, I was watching like in a spa. <laughs> Uh, in like the hotel spa with like randoms That's... around me, all relaxed. You have an hard life, don't you, Blake? What an hard <laughs> yeah. life you have! Um, well, we were on holiday. We were on holiday for, the, for my wife's fortieth. So uh, there you go. Um, and uh, I think Jack Della Maddalena. I sat down on the toilet having a poo. <laughs> I watched Jack Della Maddalena. That was a nice, quick one. That was good. The fight was quicker than my poo. Um, and uh, that was good. Uh, so, yeah, just found pockets of time. So I haven't – I would love to have done this chat Yeah. having rewatched Volk Islam because uh-huh. that's what's going to take up the bulk of our time, I'd imagine. Yeah. Um, rewatching Volk Islam I think would be important. But I think um, – I think we should kind of just see – because we haven't spoken at all no. about this. So I don't uh, know uh, how uh, what's you that group's scored been it. Quiet on that as it's well. Been quiet, yeah. So I don't know how you scored it. Um, did did you? Uh, yeah, did you score it for Volk or for Islam? Because there's I, been I, controversies. We we put up a poll actually, and I'm mm. going to get the. I, I don't. I didn't expect to start with this, but I'll start with it just to give listeners. If you haven't been following us on the social, every now and again, it's Reb. Every now and again, we do a little poll where we uh, ask some questions. I think we might try and start doing more of it. But I put up a poll on Twitter asking, uh, no, poll on Instagram, sorry, asking who won. 
And there yeah. was like, I don't know, like well over 100 votes or whatever. And uh, 60% of people thought Volk won the fight. 40% thought Islam won the fight. Obviously, the judges gave it to Islam. And uh, I'll, I'll tell you another poll afterwards, but let's stick with that. What, uh, what was your thoughts on the scoring of the fight? Did you agree with the result? Or do you agree with uh, 60% of our listeners um, that Volkanovski won the fight? Right. Um, when I watched it live... So I, I woke up and uh, and watched the two fights that I guess we're going to probably spend most yep. of this episode discussing. I think it's important. Uh, of course, I wanted uh, former guest of the show, Alexander Volkanovsky, to win. Of course. Uh, and I thought he fought fantastically. Yep. I think people wanted him to win really badly Um, and me being one of them. And so everything he was doing was being magnified in my head. But when it got to the card, uh, when it got to the announcement, sorry, um, I I, I did think Islam had won. Um, I hadn't broke it down round to round at the time because I was just sort of watching it, you know, in the early hours and I just wanted to kind of, not have any distractions and I just watched it and and I thought Makachev done enough and I don't think Volk done enough to take the championship Mm, second watch oh you've watched it twice Mm. good on you all right this is what I'm interested in go second watch I kind of think that Volk might have took it it's oh, really? nah, uh, see, I'm ultimate fence sitting here because I've just said one. Now I'm no, saying no, the no. other. This is, but it was a close fight. Like yeah. there are and, but I'm also think a lot of it was and it's not a robbery. No, it's no, 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 no. Fight. So no. go on, go on. Why, why do you think Volk won it on a second watch? Because this is what I need to do a second watch. Because I think at first, like when he finished, obviously the, the, the fifth round, ground oh. and panned in, it was like. Literally, I was like, fucking hell, and it cuts, and there's like Izzy and like, you know, Hooker and that, and they're all high fiving, and it's like, you know, he's got it. But I had that pang in my belly that he hadn't. Mm. I don't think he'd he, he, he done it. What rounds did you give to Volk on the, when you, on first watch? Or, right, or your so only on first watch? watch? I was sort of trying to make little notes as the fight was going on. Yeah. And obviously, I've got my wife next to me being like, why is it good that he's switching stances? Why this? Why that? And I'm like, trying to sort that out. But firstly, I'd like to say that I was super impressed with both of them. I, I really, I think I both overestimated and underestimated both fighters in different parts of their game. Yeah. And I think Volk's ability, his strength and his takedown defense or ability to get back up most of the time, all that stuff impressed the hell out of me and I think that's a big part of the narrative coming out of the fight yeah. is that people are going we expected Islam to smush him and I did a little bit expect that as well if I'm honest and he did so well so so well at getting back to his feet keeping it striking at times and all that kind of stuff but, but Islam, that's, what, you, that's what you're leaning on though isn't it it's like you're you're, you're applauding him for getting back up well, and no. like and, like, and no, no, I'm just saying like, yeah. emotionally, like yeah. you, you think, yes, he's up, but that's not, that's not, oh, he's not yeah. getting taken down. No, 
No, I, I, look, I, I, I like to think I kept it pretty unbiased. Uh, yeah. I did want Volk to win, but I yeah. was predicting Islam and thinking Islam would win. So I'd like to think that was kind of counterbalancing itself a little bit. And I was pretty unbiased. But I was impressed with his ability to get up, but I wasn't scoring his ability to get up. But yeah, I was yeah, yeah. very, very impressed by it. And then, but equally, I think a casual would. I think a casual would. Yeah, I, someone that doesn't know the criteria that well, I yeah. think, yeah, possibly would. Particularly if they were aware of the narrative of the fight going into the fight, then yeah. I think they'd be like the crowd in there, just going, "Yes, oh, he's got to his feet." Yes. Yeah. Um, but I was equally impressed whenever you had moments where Volk was about to engage in a combo, something in the striking, and Islam was able to stick out a jab or a right hand and land it. And Volk was even nodding as if to say, yep, okay, you got me there, well done. A few times. And quite a few times. I was massively impressed with Islam striking. It was ve- felt very fundamental, but it felt good enough to it keep was him at bay. It was very, very effective. Um and, but so I was impressed with both fighters, and and I yeah I I I really thought it was a fantastic fight. In terms of breaking it down round by round, I made some notes. Um, uh, I loved the fact that the Australian crowd was just shouting "Islam's a wanker" at the start of the fight. That just <laughs> I just loved that. That was the size. I made note of that. I was like, "Yep, brilliant, thank you." Brilliant. You don't hear the word "wanker" that often, do you, on sports? Well, not on sports <laughs> in UK. Like obviously, like yeah, of course, wanker, all that stuff. Like in British sports, you hear it all the time. But it is weird to hear an MMA crowd use the word "wanker," and I thoroughly enjoyed it. And I think we need to use it more because it seems like one of those sort of like obviously it's an offensive term. Um, but it's yeah. not got the vitriol or the nastiness of some other no. terms. So, you know, no. Islam's a wanker by the Australian fans. I enjoyed it. Um, but I thought that because um, Volk clocked Islam quite early, knocked him back. Uh, yeah. And then after they got into a bit of a flurry, into a bit of a brawling situation in that first round, Volk takes a shot from Islam that makes him sort of drop to his knee. Islam partially lands his head kick. So I had to give round one to Islam. So I thought he landed the more damaging shot, even though Volk had his moments. But I felt like Islam did did that. Round two and three, I think, are both really tricky ones to score. I said that uh, Volk kind of dropped Islam, uh, but Islam got the takedown. uh, I I worked from there a little bit. But uh, then Islam kind of rocked Volk. I was leaning Volk at the end of round two, but I kind of felt that after watching the replay as well, it looked like maybe Volk's shots didn't land quite as cleanly as they looked in real time. So, But obviously judges don't have that luxury of the, of sure. the replays or that kind of thing. So I went for Volk off of my first instincts, but I think you could easily give round two to Islam as well. Um, round three, Volk did something that caught him up really badly in round four, which was... He got a bit distracted at times, or like he was playing to the crowd or the corner or whatever. And in round three, he got taken down because he looked like he was getting distracted. But then he got back to his feet. And then Volk came on a bit stronger at the end. But I think I gave the round to Islam, just about. But again, super close round. Two and three, I think, could have gone either way. But I went with Islam. Round four, Islam's got that body triangle on him. An amazing entry. He dropped so low to get that takedown in round four. It was a thing of beauty in terms of a, a, a takedown like that. It was really amazing. And then, uh, yeah, Bulk, uh, Bulk didn't really do much. He get those little tiny strikes from when Islam was behind him, but Islam controlled him for so long. 
I don't know. I mean, Ariel Hawani had Volkan recently, and he was saying you could make an argument that you won round four to, to Volkanovski because he was, even though he wasn't really doing anything, it was those little tiny peppery strikes. He did maybe more than Islam, but Islam was sort of threatening chokes a little bit. It's just that Volkanovski was defending them well. I didn't feel like enough damage was done to really give it to him over Islam there. So I gave round four to Islam and I thought that was relatively clear. And then Volk won the most definitive round of the whole fight in that fifth round. Uh, that, that ground and pound that towards the end, he, he seemed to be kind of just... Makachev seemed to really start to wilt. The, the cardio seemed to go, all that stuff. So I scored it three rounds to two in favour of Makachev. But as I say, I think rounds two and three could have gone either way. It could have been 4-1 yeah. Makachev. It could have been 3-2 Volkanovski. Um, so I, I think it could go either way. At the end of the day, what it's made me feel is I want to see this fight again. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, I, I, I don't... I, we, I did another poll uh, on... Uh, I think this one was Twitter. And I said, do you want to see a rematch between Volk and Islam? 70% of the people said yes. 3% of people said no. And 27% of people was this other one. I said, yes, but not next. And I sort of agree with the yes, but not next. I think I'd like to see them both go away and defend the belts and possibly come back again. Like, I, I see, I I see a problem I now. I see a problem oh, now. Go on. What's the problem with that? Right, so Volk beats Yair, right? Uh, yeah. And then he's like, and Arnold beats Max. And then it's like, right, Arnold gets the shot. No, Volk's going back to lightweight to fight Islam. And then Arnold ends up getting another fight that he don't need. The whole world is conspiring to go against Arnold Allen. I'm telling you. I, I didn't think of that. And I hear you. And as a British MMA fan, I echo your concern about that. But I think <laughs> the world won't care like the britain will care uk mma fans will care fan yeah. of arnold allens will care but the majority of the mma world will go we need to see this fight again um but you could do another interim you could do something like i don't know i um because i just feel like I, f- I really want to see benny dariush get his shot i know it looks like he's going to be fighting Oliveira, although i don't think that's official yet uh, but I really want to see Benny Dariush get the shot. I think it's unfair if he doesn't. And I... Volkanovski, again, Volkanovski was on Helwani's show. And he was saying the point of an interim champion is to be there when I'm not there. So the majority of interim champions we see in the UFC, it's like an interim belt's been made... Just to kind of jazz up a number one contender fight. Uh, uh, yeah, a lot of the time it can is. it can come down to if the, the champ's injured or or something like that. Yeah. They, they can throw something if there, or there's some inactivity or there's some contractual shit going on, and it's like right, well, yeah. look, we need to get the, the the division moving. I don't always agree with an interim, um, but I, I, I want to just go back. But can I just can. Uh, did sit, finish this point about the fact mm. that and Volkanovski was saying an interim champion. He's supposed to be there while I'm not there. So yeah. Yair can go and defend his interim belt against Arnold Allen if he beats mm. Max Holloway or against, you know, a, a Tapuri or, or whoever, mm. while Volkanovsky is still chasing that lightweight belt. And even if it takes, you know, another six months or a year or whatever for him to come back down to featherweight and unify those belts, 
that's okay if Yair or whoever has got the interim belt at that point. Mm. Do you <coughs> do you agree with that, or do you see it more like the UFC? usually say as soon as there's an interim champion the belts need to be unified do you agree with the way the ufc generally does it or do you agree with volkanovsky's idea that an interim champ can be defending the interim belt while i'm away chasing this mother's day is around the corner find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from blue nile from timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones blue nile has something she'll adore Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Silver Bill. Yeah, to a degree. But I do think it's... There's been previous interims that I'm just not interested in. This one's enabling pound for pounds one and two to fight. Yeah. So that for me is interesting because you're seeing history being made there. And 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 I like the idea of that. If it allows that, then then I get it. Um does Yair Rodriguez want to be the interim champion or does he want to be the champion? Of course he wants to be the champion. Mm-hmm. Um and it's presuming it's quite presumptuous of Volk to go, yeah, yeah, well, that's, that's you know, he can just sit and, and, and defend that for however long. And it's like, well, no, because his career is as valid to him as, as Volk's is to him. So I, I think he, you know, by any rights, you want the gold, you don't want the silver. And the interim <coughs> is always the silver. And, and I guess if you're, I don't know, if you're getting older or you're prone to injury or whatever, then, then, then you, do you want to sit around and fight lesser opponents, and I mean that with a great respect, than Alexander Volkanovsky defending a, a belt that isn't the belt that you want. So it's, it's a weird one. But um, but yeah, the balance is that it's enabling history to be made. And we saw that at, at yeah. the weekend. We saw, you know, we saw an incredible fight. And, uh, and yeah, well, what are your thoughts on that then? I actually sort of agree with Volk. I don't have much of a problem with it. Like, I, the UFC don't usually do this. They usually, as soon as there's an interim champion, they unify. But I haven't got too much of a problem with, and I don't mean just for this scenario, I mean in general, an interim champion having one or two 
interim defences. Because I think in the end, all that would do is build up the unification bout even sure. more. So in a hypothetical world, <clears throat> if Yair now defends this interim belt against, say, Arnold Allen in five, six months' time or whatever, if Arnold Allen beats uh, Max Holloway, I'd obviously want to see Arnold Allen win. But let's say for the sake of this argument that Yair wins, he's not only won the interim belt, he's then defended the interim belt against Arnold Allen. It just builds up even more. God, we've got to see him fight Volk. Yeah. And I actually don't think there's anything wrong with that. I think that just builds the fight more, gains more yeah. interest, more people will pay for the pay-per-view and all of that stuff. Because Volkanovski, despite this loss, is, I think, becoming even more of a star. He's nothing happened to his stock at the weekend, mate. I think it grew. I love the, the loss, fact I that, think that they've kept him as pound for pound, and I, and I agree with that. I don't agree with that. Why do you not? Because he went up and put that pound-for-pound pound status on the line. And he got beat. Like, whether you agree... like th- th- that, I don't agree with it. I, like ESPN have put out their pound-for-pounds, and they, they're tied one-on-one, pound-for-pound. UFC rankings have still got Volker's number one, pound-for-pound. For, pound. for me, I think if you fight each other... You've put that pound for pound status on the line. It doesn't matter that Islam was ten pounds heavier. You've 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 gone and you've put it on the line, and you lost. So you're now number two, and that guy's now number one. That's that's how I see it. A lot of people disagree with that. A lot of people been talking about like, no, they've still got Volker's number one because of or because of the size difference. And if if Islam was a featherweight or Volkanovski was a natural lightweight, Volkanovski would have won that fight. And I don't necessarily disagree with that statement. But I just think we've seen the fight. It's happened, and Islam won. He's number one now. That's, that's how I see it. Until we, we see something else happen, that's how I see it. Um, I should also point out that uh, you know, I moaned about how boring Makachev is as a fighter to watch. Um, <coughs> at, at the weekend, to, to echo what you said about his, his striking, it wasn't you know, a, a mauling bore, bore fest. Uh, and, and so much of that is, is credit to Volks being able to get up. 100%. Uh, 100%. And, the way that Islam uh, had that body triangle on him and Volk was there just geeing up the crowd, punching him. He said he was saying to him uh, things like, oh, I thought you were going to finish me. You're now just trying to survive, aren't you, you little bitch? And all this kind of stuff. Like whilst he's in a body triangle with Islam Makachev. I'm like, you can't love this guy more after that, surely. Yeah. Just like, this guy is great. Like, he's there where other people bigger than him, heavier than him, have crumbled under that pressure of Islam Makachev's grappling. He's there taunting him whilst he's on his back. You ain't got to convince me, Harrison. I said said to you, I'm not having this kryptonite that this guy is, is anything spectacular, right? He's very good at what he does, right? But he is not, like, he's not unbeatable. We saw that at the weekend. We saw that, you know... Volk wasn't phased by them, no. you know, them situations he was in. As you say, he was literally chatting to him and, or he was geeing the crowd up. And I think if we see this rolled back, we are going to see an Alexander Volkanovsky with even more confidence going into that because he's answered his dads. Mm. He knows that if he gets taken down, you know, did he say at one point he's not that strong? Yeah, he did. He's not that strong. <laughs> <laughs> like, That's amazing, isn't it? It's not like amazing. Jeff. Things... He's not that strong. 
like incredible. And like and so you're gonna go into that next time round just thinking, well he's not that strong. If he does take me down, I'll get up. And like and, and I think if we see that run back again, I think we see Volk win. Maybe. He might respect his striking more, but then Islam will improve as well and do things to improve. I want to see it. I do want to see it. But I tell you what's interesting as well is, do you think now, off the back of seeing more weaknesses in probably both Alexander Volkanovsky and Islam Makachev, weaknesses that we hadn't seen from either of them before, that there's other people in those lightweight and featherweight divisions sort of licking their lips going, oh... You didn't do like Benil Dariush could be looking at it going, oh, that's how Volk got up really well, which other people haven't done too much of against you in the past. Of course, I'm a really good grappler. I can do that. And of then course. there's other people looking at Islam striking and going, oh, it wasn't flashy, but it was very effective. And as yeah. soon as Volk was coming in with this, he was just doing that, and he was able to land. And we might see closer fights going forward with both of these champions now in their own divisions, which could be yeah. very interesting. He was looking tired, as you said, towards <laughs> towards the end. And I I thought he looked like shit when he was on the scales, uh, Islam. Like I thought it was it was like Conor Mendes. He looked fucking gaunt. He did. And he looked like that wasn't an easy weight cut. Um and, and and I think maybe that paid dividends a little bit. And, but have you seen uh, t- what's come out about that? No. The Dan Hooker tweets. No. Dan Hooker's former, called. Oh, former guest of the show, Dan Hooker. Former guest of the show, Dan Hooker. Check out right. that episode. Um, he put out tweets saying Islam Makachev is a tweet. Did you think you could come over to Australia and get a nurse to give you an IV and we wouldn't find out? And before those tweets even went out, Volkanovsky did that Helwani chat. And it was a pre-record. So the tweets hadn't even come out yet. And Volkanovsky made comments about Islam using an IV. But Ariel sort of let it go because he wasn't sure what was really going on with it, I guess. But it makes me think there's a bit of smoke here. Could there be a fire somewhere? Islam Makachev, did he use an IV, which is illegal, before this fight to rehydrate? You're not supposed to. Ever since the Reebok deal, I know we're in the Venom deal now, but ever since the Reebok deal... They brought into place um, new rules that said fighters cannot use an IV to rehydrate post the weight cut. And it looks like the City kickboxing team believe, I don't know if they've got... Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Proper evidence proof, I don't know. 
but there's a lot of talk about Islam using an IV prior to the fight after the weight cut, which would be illegal. I mean, he looked like shit. He did scales. look like shit. He really um, did. Yeah. Uh, there you go. Well, that's interesting. I didn't. I missed this. Like, yeah. And 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 absolutely. If there's if, if they you know I've got legit reason to believe that that happened. Stoke that fire, like yeah. you know, get that looked at because <coughs> it's cheating. It's cheating. And, uh, I mean, if if it was to be found that he definitely did do it, I'd strip him of the belt. I bet you can't do that. You cannot do that. Like if that's the yeah. rules that are in place, if you've been found guilty of breaking those rules, however yeah. silly they might be, I don't know whether they're, it's silly that you can't just use an IV. I don't know why not. But those are the rules that are in place. It yeah. gives you an unfair advantage to have used an IV. Yeah. Strip, strip. If we found out you've won the belt or retained your belt after doing that, sorry, mate, you're no longer the champion. Your stripped belt is vacant. That, but again, Absolutely. we'd have to see evidence of this. Yeah. We don't know if there's evidence yet. So I think what, what is evident is the fact that Alexander Volkanovsky is a superstar now. And like, and like you say, he, you could not love him anymore. No. Like what, what, the fact that he was getting the crowd to stop booing um, uh, when, when they yeah. were booing uh, Makachev yeah. at the end. Like, yeah, he's, he's just like, he's, he's everything you want in a champ. Yeah. Um, and just always... King, you know, loads of charisma, loads of chat, super fair, super kind, and yeah, I, I, I'm Team Volk all day long, and, uh, yep. and continue to do so. And I'd love to see that roll back, but I'd also, uh, I, do I want to see Volk versus Yair Rodriguez? I don't know. Yair Rodriguez I, looked fucking incredible. I really want to see that fight. I mm. I cannot wait. Like to be honest, I was like, yeah. And I will be the first, and I'll stand. I'll stand by everything I said about Yair Rodriguez prior to this fight. I don't felt like he earned that shot. Yeah, he was like, you know, we went through his his uh, last six fights with something like three, two, and one. Uh, the last win over Ortega was a weird injury. Before that, was the loss to Max. The zombie fight, he was losing until that amazing knockout. Like all these things, he made Did that he- moment count, though, didn't he? No, and he didn't deserve the fight over Arnold Allen, which we've discussed ad nauseum on this show. But um, he performed amazingly well against Josh Emmett. Josh Emmett couldn't live with the diversity of striking that Yair was throwing out there. He just didn't know what shots were coming next. Those naughty little close-in elbows, along with spinning attacks and all sorts of other things, Um, flying knees... Josh Emmett just couldn't handle it. I mean, he ate a kick to the body that looked oh like it might have God. broken a rib. He, I, the I, welt that come up was so bad. It was so powerful. I know you was watching it in like a, you know, a toilet in a hotel or wherever you was. <laughs> uh, the noise that kick made was oh. horrific. Um, and and props to former guest of the show, Josh Emmett. Like, lo- lovely guy. And he could take a shot, but he looked... He looked a bit lost in there. It, it looked yeah. like what Yair Rodriguez was doing was really dynamic, and it, the movement was amazing. That, as you say, the 
the variance of, of strikes was just insane. It was just like, what's next? Yeah. And it's so quick as well. And yeah. this is Josh Emmett. This is no joke. Like, you know, this is Josh Emmett fighting and, and rightfully fighting for that interim. Um, and he just looked completely outgunned and out of his depth in, in every element of that fight, unfortunately, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, but, it, even when he kind of he got that flying knee and was able to take him down off the back of it, and once he got down there, I mean, Yair still got that that submission. Yeah. Was it his first ever UFC submission or something like that? I'm not sure. But he got that triangle choke. He got a triangle, uh, didn't he? But uh, yeah, it was it was really spe- it, it it was a perfor- It had to be a performance like that to get yeah. me in any way interested in him fighting Volk because I felt like Volk was levels above. Uh, yeah. Yair Rodriguez uh, in terms of his all-rounded ability but that performance made me go oh maybe maybe I would be interested in seeing Yair Rodriguez versus Volkanovski um, yeah so yeah but equally I am hoping as much as I love Max Holloway that Arnold Allen beats Max Holloway if they work out something with this lightweight belt and they think they do need to redo Volkanovski Islam Makhchev, which I don't think they will. Not right away. I, I don't think they'll do it. I think they've got their own business in their own divisions now. But if Yair were to fight Arnold Allen, say, I'd be up for watching that as well. Yair has made me interested. And he's made me interested in him as an interim champion if he were to fight other people or as a challenger to Volkanovski. I, I, I'm interested either way now. I think... So, Go on. What if you're the UFC... Right, so you're going right. So we could have Islam versus Benil, or I, I did see the name uh, Dustin Poirier mentioned uh, actually. Um, oh God! Uh, imagine. I, well, it, it did yeah, get mentioned. But to be fair, if say for example, because we're talking about our predictions episode now, which if you still haven't listened to, go and check that out. Our predictions food's going to be champ at the end of 2023. Stu predicted a crazy series of events with the lightweight belt which ended with Dustin Poirier becoming the lightweight champion of the world by the end of the year. I still can't imagine that happening. If it did, amazing call, but you definitely <laughs> didn't connect the dots right because you said Volkanovski would win and then Poirier would beat Volkanovski. But, I mean, you still would get a point, so fair enough. But, uh, uh, no. But, uh, but them fights, so Makachev, you know, fight, f- fights anybody in the top five in the lightweight division. Yeah. Or Volk fights Yair. Um, he's not going. I don't envisage even if Max wins, they'll do Max Volk no. again. No. Um, so, if you're the UFC, do you look at Yair Rodriguez and Volkanovski and Islam versus, let's say, Benil um, or Dustin? Um, is that salacious enough and bigger sell as Makachev Volkanovski too? It's not as big a sell, particularly the Benil fight. The UFC have done everything they could to kind of, I think, not give Benil the title shot. That just seems to be the way that's going, which is a real shame. Benny deserves it. Um, it's not, but personally, I don't like to see divisions held up for too long, especially yeah. when there's quality contenders coming through. Yair has put his head above the parapet now. And he said, I'm here. I've got the interim belt. I've dismantled Josh Emmett. Let's go. I'm ready for my yeah. proper title shot. 
Benny Darius did that a while ago and should have got a title shot cemented. It hasn't been yet. I am. I haven't got an interest in Islam fighting a Dustin Poirier or anything like that. I don't think they've done enough to earn the shot at him recently. Um, I, I, I think there's. It could be really interesting to say, get Islam and Volk to defend their belts, say, before August. So that gives them like five, six months. Let's say, let's say before, like within August, by by August, they get to defend their belts in whatever. But what if one of them loses it? If one of them loses them defense, well, then it's done. That, that well, fight's done. gone, isn't it? And it's yeah, not but got. That, but that's okay. I th- I think that's okay if one of them loses because if it's I'm, if it's, I'm if seeing it's, it from a per- per- perception of, of of the UFC because that's the money fight right now. Like, let's say, for instance, Yair beats Volk. Yair well, versus Makachev, right? Like, that's that's not that's. Uh, I, I don't think that's as exciting a prospect. No, but if you're talking money fights, yeah, is Islam Makachev just going to wait and see what happens with Connor and Michael Chandler? Because you've got to think, Connor obviously the biggest fight, regardless of what happens. But Chandler, <laughs> after being with Connor for 12 weeks or whatever the hell it is on the Ultimate Fighter, gaining that prestige, getting the rub from Connor, as it were, in terms of the um, the star power and the interest and the eyeballs and the fandom and the followers on social media. Will he be a bigger name than Volkanovski come the time that they could fight if Chandler goes through the Ultimate Fighter series and then, say, knocks out Connor McGregor within a round? Then you're looking at that. So in terms of big business and big money, what you really want for Islam Makhachev is probably the winner of Chandler Connor. Um, and do that at welterweight, because that's where Connor's going to be, I'm sure, if not no, a super heavyweight. And Islam's clearly struggling to, to make weight. He is struggling. I don't think Islam's long for this division. I think... Mm. But the other thing is, what's interesting is, I think the lightweight belt has only been defended a maximum of about three times. I think Khabib, I, I reckon. Um, but if Islam can keep making the weight, who's a tougher test for him in that lightweight division than Volkanovski? From what we've seen at the weekend, I don't know. I don't know that anyone is. I don't know if anyone gives Islam Makachev the fight that Volkanovski gave him. I mean, Charles Oliveira, he crushed him. Dustin Poirier, I think Islam handles him pretty easily. Um, what? Yes. Yes, I do. I, I, easily? Is, yes, easily. I think it's going to be Khabib-esque. I think Islam is a better striker than Khabib, so he'll deal with that aspect of it. And I think I think he's, he's, he's up there with the wrestling. He's maybe not Khabib level, but he's right up there. And Dustin really struggled with that. Dustin really struggled with Oliveira in that kind of second and third round. So, yeah, I, I, I think Dustin will struggle with Islam. I think Islam beats Poirier easily. I think he probably beats Gaethje relatively easily. Um, Benny Dariush is the one with the skill set that makes me go, oh, Benny might we be We called able to this do fight something. years ago. We was calling this fight saying before Makachev even gets the shot, he should go through yeah. Benil Dariush. That's the 100%. fight to prove, yeah. to prove his wrestling. But yeah. to, to, to go back to what you said, Blake... Would he give him anything more troublesome than what Falk did? I don't know. 
I don't know. I, don't, I think that'd be really interesting. I think, I think Benny Dariush will be looking at that fight between Volk and Islam and hopefully learning a lot. Yeah. And then maybe going and doing really well against Islam because he already had, had a stick grappling skill set anyway. Yeah. And it was a bit more wrestling heavy than, say, Oliveira's grappling skill set. So Agreed. I think that's, that could be really interesting. But Benny Dariush doesn't yeah. have the striking acumen of Volkanovsky. Um, but he is tough and he does hit hard. So, yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I really want that fight. I want Islam Dariush. I really want to see that fight. And I'm up for seeing Volkanovsky Yair. And then after that, do you run this one back? Do you go, look, the two pound for pound best in the world had a fight that was slightly controversial. I'm the, I don't find the result controversial, but some people found the result controversial. There's the whole IV thing now as well. They've both gone back and defended their own divisions. Yeah. Does that boost them up even more and go, we need to redo that fight. We need to really confirm pound for pound who is the number one. I don't know. I think run it back next fight. I I, I really do. Um, And... I mean, I'm really intrigued to, to know if the UFC have made any kind of statement on this allegations about... Uh, Not as far as uh, I can see. No, I haven't seen... <coughs> I don't think they will either. <coughs> I think it'd be one of those yeah. ones that like, until evidence is brought forth, it's just fighters, teams having yeah. a pop at each other, you know? And yeah. yeah. Unless City Kickboxing have evidence, they can get the nurse and be like, this is the nurse that gave him the IV. Then... yeah. You know, then that's then I don't think there's anything that will come of it. It'll just Islam's team will deny it. City kickboxing will say it happened, and that'll just keep happening, and that'll be it. Um, yeah. In terms of, unless there's anything more you want to say about those top two fights, um, no, I don't think the, so. The story for me outside of those top two fights was Jack Della Maddalena. Um, <clears throat> Absolutely destroyed Randy Brown. And Randy was doing really well for the first yeah. couple of minutes or whatever of the fight, using that range. I love Randy Brown's style. It's so leisurely. It's so... It, it's just technical. It, it, it's really great. But what I predicted before the fight was that Jack would put the pressure on him and would close that distance and come forward and that would see Randy crumble. It took a couple of minutes, but that is sort of what happened. I just thought it would happen right from yeah. the off. But yeah. Jack, when he landed, he folded him. Absolutely yeah. folded him with that crisp boxing that he's got. And then got went to the back and, and got the rear naked choke, which I don't think anyone was expecting him to get a, yeah. a submission. But he got that. So that's another wrinkle to his game now. And I think Jack Della Maddalena now is ranked 14th in the welterweight division uh, from an unranked position. Because I was thinking to myself, ah, oh, who can we give Jack to get him ranked? But he is ranked. He's there now, ranked yeah. 14th in the welterweight division, rightfully so. I think this is a guy that the UFC are planning on going back to Australia, apparently. So we've been, so it's been said before the end of the year. If it works out with Volk, great. That's probably what they should do, Yolk v, uh, Volk v. Yair, because it's not fair for Islam to go and defend the belt in Australia again. Sure. Um, so that fight uh, would probably happen elsewhere. Maybe it would happen in Abu Dhabi. So Islam feels like he's on a bit more of like a home territory, because obviously they're not going to go to Russia anytime soon. Um, so <clears throat> that's probably what they would do, is do it in like Abu Dhabi, so that Islam has a bit more home territory. Um, and if they were to do that, 
and it freed up that kind of uh, uh, Australia card and they didn't have Volk as a headliner, you could do a fight night with a Jack Della Maddalena headline in that card. You yeah. really could. Obviously, you've got Robert Whittaker and Taito Ivasa, but they're massive names that can fight anywhere in the world. Yeah. You could put... And, and it'd be great to see them headline a card in Australia, particularly Robert Whittaker. I love Robert Whittaker. But, yeah. but, um, but Jack Della Maddalena, like, he could, he yeah, could and you, potentially and you put, headline a card. You put Dan Hooker on that card as well. It fills it out a little bit, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah, so, I'm down with that. Yeah. I mean, I'd like to see him maybe fight a grappler next, just to see how he gets okay. on. And Neil Magny's obviously coming off that loss to Gilbert Burns. So I think that could be a good shout. Neil Magny yeah. versus Jack Della Maddalena. Let's that see what happens there. You know, all that experience, the winningest welterweight in the history of the UFC now. Can Jack Della Maddalena get past him? And if he can, then I, I think, yeah, you, you've got to give him big fights. Give him big fights after yeah. that. So let's let's see. I mean, a few quick shout-outs because um, we're, we're on limited time today. But um, Justin Taffer, um, an incredible uh, counter-left hook. Like, uh, just good night. It was like um, Mark was, Hunt-esque, wasn't it? That walk-off KO yeah. style. Yeah, it was It was in- incredible and put Parker Porter away very, very quickly in the first round. Um, the draw between Jimmy Crew and Alonso Minefield, um, I thought... Didn't overly excite me that fight. I thought it was okay. Um, it was, but I thought it was a good out. fight, and I thought that the draw was the right decision because yeah, I, yeah. I gave the first two rounds to Menafield, and then the third round with the point deduction, which I'm okay with. I, I would rather see a yeah. change of position. Like I think a yeah. point deduction for the fence grab, sure, I'm, I'm okay with it, but I would rather have seen uh a situation where they go right you've grabbed the fence now you're down and he's in your guard or or something yeah, yeah, like yeah. that um but yeah, yeah but i thought it was the right decision because i gave it 10-8 to crew that last round uh what else did you think uh Bukarkis, Bukarkis, I, oh, I thought great. was t- took that fight on a week's notice i believe yep. um i made it can you know got a, a, a yeah. unanimous uh win over tyson pedro uh, i thought he looked great yeah um and yeah, it's quite weird because he. Right, where does he fight out of? I think he's a UK-based fighter, but obviously he's got Lithuanian heritage. So yeah, it's, uh, yeah, yeah, it's um, uh, so I think he's he's but he's a UK-based fighter, and obviously Will Curry, Cage Warriors fighter, uh, was in his corner, and he gave some really great cornering. He was like, I think it was before the third round, he was saying things like. Um, Fuck him up, bro. Show the UFC what you're about. <laughs> Fuck him up, bro. <laughs> That's like great, great cornering. Um, but it was fun. It was Wonderful. good. And, and I'm really, really uh, happy for Modestus there because, you know, he had that bad injury in the round tree fight, was released, yeah. gone back to Cage Warriors, won a few fights in Cage Warriors, as you say, a week's notice to fight Tyson yeah. Pedro, who was on a bit of a roll since coming back after mm-hmm. a few years. He, he's had two wins on a bounce. And... Uh, yeah, he's he's come back and he's done the business and he's won on in foreign territory when when he was the enemy against the the hometown boy and uh, he's done he's done really well there. So I hope that things keep going well for him in the UFC and he gets a good another run because I think he's only young. But he's only like yeah. thirty one or something like that. Which for a light heavyweight, you know, look at Glover. You know, he could yeah. still have a while left in him. Absolutely, uh, very impressive win for. Um... Gledson uh, Rodriguez. Oh my uh, god! 
That was amazing. Lightning. Yeah. It really, was like really good. it was like having like a fighter on Tekken and just button bashing at the end. <laughs> That's exactly like, what just, it was. He just went nuts. And he did, yeah. he did it at one point. He did a move that can only be described as a spinning bum smash because he yep. just like turned around like he was going to spin, <laughs> but then didn't really throw anything. But his ass still hit the guy. <laughs> <laughs> it's a spinning butt smash. When do you see that? The spinning butt smash from Clinton Love Rodriguez. It. Love it. Love it. Love that. So oh, yeah, that one, was... one, of, one of my uh, what, what, one of the doormen at my club, Reese, is a long-term listener of this, and he was he was he sent me a little message yesterday saying a little video of him re-swiping the podcast to, uh, to, to and asking where's this episode because obviously because Blake's been away, it's yeah. been a bit late. Uh, I'm going to suggest uh, the next person that misbehaves at my club that Reese takes him out <laughs> with uh, a spinning bum smash. <laughs> it was great. And I'd not really, I didn't really know much about Clemson Rodriguez before this fight, but it makes me want to check him out because that was like a tornado of chaos right at the end, just like raining like punches on him, just got him hurt, was spinning, doing yeah. all sorts crazy shit i love fighters like that i love it yeah so uh yeah more Absolutely. more and rodriguez please shout out to jamie malarkey uh who got a win always uh good to see uh former brit uh ufc legend ross pearson in his corner and uh yeah jamie malarkey getting a, a a nice decision win and i think that's pretty much unless there's anything else on the card that you want to Shout out, Blake. No, um, I, I think, think that's all she wrote. I think that is pretty much all that she wrote. I'm just trying to look forward now to, to what is coming up. Um, but we've got, oh, Andrade versus, oh, what? Andrade versus Blanchfield? When did that change? It was supposed to be Aaron Blanchfield versus Talia Santos this weekend coming. And now I'm looking and at Andrade. fighting. Talia Santos must have got injured. That is a shock to me. Wow. Yeah. And then um, also, that because that card, this weekend's card, was supposed to be Cheeto Vera versus Corey Sandhagen. But I think they realized that maybe they didn't want to do that at the Apex. They wanted a crowd for it or whatever else. So they shifted that fight. And that fight's in now yeah. like a month and a bit's time or, or something like that. But I'm looking at this and just like, yeah, uh, this, this, this weekend's card is quite thin. There's not a lot going on on the card, but Aaron Blanchfield, Talia Santos for me was a fight. I was actually quite looking forward to cause I kind of thought Aaron Blanchfield or Talia Santos, the winner of that could be next up for Valentina potentially. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But now that it's Jessica Andrade, I really wanted to see Andrade drop to strawweight and and fight for the belt against Zhang Wei Li. That's a fight I'm really excited about. I'm not massively excited by this. Uh, maybe she's just stepped in for a payday. I think she probably has, and good luck to her. But now what I'm I'm looking at this now and I just think I know the UFC was probably in trouble because they had not long left before this fight and that card was just looking so thin. But Jessica Andrade, I'm not interested in seeing her fight Valentina Shevchenko again just let. I want to see her go and fight Zhang Wei Li or Rose Namajunas. I'm, I'm not interested in fighting Valentina Shevchenko. Aaron Blanchfield is definitely someone in the future that could get a title shot. Maybe this is too much too soon, even against Talia Santos. But it, Talia was, Santos, it, was it, Blanch, it was Blanchfield that went through Molly, wasn't it? Yeah, it fight? was. Yeah. Yeah, and, yeah, and, yeah. And look, she looks fantastic. 
And if she mm. beats Santos, you can give her a title shot. If Santos beat Blanchfield, Santos, given the, the really close fight she had with Valentina Shevchenko, she could get the title shot. But if Andrade beats Blanchfield, you've stopped a contender that has got loads of time to come back, but you're not really getting much from it because I'm not that interested in Andrade versus Shevchenko. I'd rather her pop down. So uh, I'm not overly into this fight. I was more into it when it was Santos, but obviously injuries happen and the UFC had to act quickly, I guess. But yeah, not not overly keen on that. Um, the biggest uh, fight coming our way for a while because uh, the week after that is Krilov Span. Sure, it's okay. It's nothing to write home about. But uh, March 5th is Jones gone. And that card is looking very, very, very tasty. Obviously, we'll do a pre-fight show for that and all that and talk you through it. But that has got... I mean, the main card of that is looking very, very nice. And even the oh, even the prelims are looking good. Yeah, that's, that's going to be a good one. 285 is going to be very, very good. Nice. And then we're in London. And we're in London. Still haven't got yeah. my accreditation. Have you had any accreditation yet? Oh, I haven't looked for a week or so. I'm going to have a little look in a minute. Starting to get worried about that news episode we get before we slagged off. <laughs> Rightfully slagged off what Dana White did. <laughs> Maybe some people listened. We're going to be watching that at home with some chicken wings. <laughs> I'm down with that. Um... um all right, well, look, we'll be back next time. Uh, in the meantime, go and check out the back catalogue because, uh, like I say, you can listen to our chat with um, Volkanovsky. It's yeah. a great chat. You can listen to a chat to Josh Emmett. Um, Dan and Hooker. Dan Hooker. That's a wonderful chat. Um, go listen to our episodes with Arnold Allen. And uh, we're still trying to find a time where we can get Arnold back on. But needless to say, um, he's a very busy boy because he has got a big job on his hands. Um, But, yeah, we've had uh, a real who's who on uh, in the back catalogue. So go have a good old rummage around there. And uh, you can listen to them all for free. Um, And if you like to watch your podcast, then um, we're trying to spend a bit more time pushing the YouTube stuff at the moment so you can watch our ugly mugs. Um, Go check out Blake's new wallpaper um, (laughs) over on our YouTube channel. And uh, subscribe there. And like I say, whatever platform you do listen to this on, give it a little uh, subscribe. And we're on um, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. So give us a follow over there and a like, love, share. And any questions you've got um, regarding uh, the world of MMA, um, always throw them in the inbox because uh, at some point in the future we'll do a little uh, listener questions episode or something and do something to... uh, yeah, to be a bit more sort of interactive with the listeners. Uh, and I think that's it. That is it. Um, thanks very much for listening, guys, and we'll catch you next time. Bye. Bye.